Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. So go. I did. I thought maybe you were a nut. But you were excited. I wish you'd stay. I wish I'd stayed too. Now I wish I'd stayed. I wish I'd done a lot of things. I wish I had... I wish I'd stayed. I do. Well, I came back downstairs and you were gone. I walked out. I walked out the door. Why? I don't know. I felt like a scared little kid. I was like, it was above my head. I don't know. You were scared? Yeah. What you knew that about me? I ran back to the bonfires, trying to outrun my humiliation, I think. Was it something I said? Yeah. You said so go. With such disdain, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Jolie? What if you stayed this time? I walked out the door. There's no memory left. Come back and make up a goodbye at least. Let's pretend we had one. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we dive deep into our dreams to protect the memories that make us who we are. It was, we review the film starring Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. It's 2004's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But first, he's the clash-loving hipster assistant to my ethically ambiguous memory-wiping doctor. It's James. How are you doing, James? You know, as I sit here and listen to you droll on about this stupid fucking movie we had to watch, it hits me. Normally, I keep my wallet, you know, on my nightstand or on top of the gun safe. Somewhere where I can get to it as I'm getting ready to leave the bedroom to go out and about into the world. Uh, and I notice that it's now sitting at my computer desk because that's where I do all my shopping. I hate quarantine. <laughs> And he's the birdhouse building doorknob that can't keep a secret. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I actually had to listen to that long ass explanation for him being poo poo about being inside. You did. So did everybody else. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, we saw Winslet panties. Did you? A couple of times. A couple yeah, of times. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 They were there. Were... Still not everything it's cracked up to be because I wouldn't draw her like one of my French girls. How about a pod crawl? <laughs> Anybody got any awards? <laughs> Dude, we're skipping ahead. We're going to awards. Let's do this. Just end this now. Yeah. So I take it you guys didn't really like the uh 
Oh, no, we'll talk about it later. First, we've got some uh, pimping we have to do, don't we? Uh, yes. All right, let's see what's going on around CBC this week. Uh, up on BGA this Thursday, uh, which will be tomorrow, which is the day after this drops, uh, they are going to be reviewing Ori and Will of the Wisps and then uh, probably getting a subscription for Zoloft after that because I hear that that's a really depressing <laughs> game. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think uh, Drunkenomics is on a hiatus this week. Uh, they're taking a week off. Uh, what's happening over at uh, Simply Stogies there, James? Uh, the day this releases is the same day that uh, the next episode of Simply Stogies releases, uh, where I will be reviewing uh, the McAuliffe uh, to be named Maduro. Uh, spoiler, uh, it's actually pretty damn good. Uh, also, I'll probably be talking about some stuff in quarantine, shop at your local mom and pop shops, that kind of stuff. Support local where you can, when you can, however you can. And I'll try not to be depressed uh, while I'm talking about all of that. Also, there'll be a new review up on simplystogies.com. Uh, the same one, uh, Califf, uh, to be named Maduro. It will be in written form and probably um, not nearly as good as what Mike used to do. But you know what? I never said I was a good reviewer. My palate is shit. Uh, welcome to Simply Stogies. <laughs> welcome to Simply Stogies. Yeah, well, if you want to fight depression, don't play Ori and Will of the Wisp. So, no, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I've got to say, Jason, it's amazing. Uh, we may need to call Crowley back in to go on BGA and talk about that game. Oh yeah, I'm playing it too. It is amazing, and yeah, I'm all up for that. So let's uh, let's get him on the phone. Are you painting, Rob? No. <laughs> Are you building birdhouses? No. No. What are you doing? I'm sitting here listening to you guys. What are you doing? I thought you were cooking. Uh, I don't have anything going on right now. I only cook during the week. Oh. Um, and if <laughs> you want to if you want to see that, you have to get on our Discord channel um, where I uh, put the uh, latest and greatest recipes that uh, the internet has to offer me. You didn't even post a recipe at one point. It was just... One of these uh, ice cream cones has chocolate ice cream and the other ice cream cone has refried beans. Please figure it the fuck out. No, red because beans. Because I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to uh, check out Rob's Cooking with Rob recipes, it's on our Discord server. Uh, to get mm -hmm. to our Discord server, you can go to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord, and that will link you up to our Discord server. Rob, you got any news for us today? I do. You ready? Let's well, I was do hoping it. he would say, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I really thought about it. Uh, so your anus, um, the planet, not your butt, uh, has started to leak gas, which is really <laughs> oh funny. God. Like yeah. your butt. <laughs> yeah. 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 It says your anus has started leaking gas. It's like, I can't make these headlines up. Uh, anyway, so uh, Voyager, uh, they were going through some old data from Voyager 2 um, and come to find out, uh, basically, the atmosphere is getting sucked right out into space okay, and there's wait, pockets wait, 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 of wait. gas out there. Why were they going through old data? Are they in quarantine as well and just bored as shit? <laughs> they got nothing to do. Yeah. I don't understand why they're doing that. I don't know. They just they they just were going back through old data, looking at it more in detail, I guess. You know, Voyager okay. 2 is out there in the cosmos, you know, so there's not much what it like reports home like 
Are they going to read all of the data now? Well, like they that? probably. Maybe. I mean, Voyager Two is a really old satellite, and yeah. it, it they've probably got a ton of data from Voyager Two that they may not have had the computing capacity to look at in yeah. totality until maybe recently. So now that why would they make instruments not that would send back data that we're incapable of processing? It's not that we're incapable of processing. It's just that we're incapable of processing it within a timely fashion. And, you know, other things may take priority that kind of put that on the back burner. Okay. So when was this data, when did they collect this data at first? Rob? Uh, so know? the, yes, I do. The buried data was uh, collected back in 1986. And so they it's went possible. through a plasmoid is what they called it. <laughs> okay. So it's <laughs> plasmoid. Is that like a hemorrhoid in space? It is. is, it, it, is. it is. Since we're talking about Uranus. Uranus, Uranus right. has, uh, has hemorrhoids. Yeah, space hemorrhoids. They're, they're called plasmoids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, it, is it possible then that Uranus no longer has an atmosphere, that it is, it is now gasless? I, no. I don't, I don't I think don't, it was. Don't know me, Jason. You don't know. Well, since you're right. your science degree? Since Uranus is a gas giant and it still exists. Uranus. Say it right. Okay, sorry. Since your anus is a gas Thank giant. You. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> and it still exists. I'm going to guess Uranus. it still has atmosphere. You're the only motherfucker on this planet that calls it Uranus. You're it. Because you're like, you, you're trying to be above schoolboy humor. Is. He's trying. He is. He is. Look, we're going we're gonna to bring you back down to it every time. It's your fucking anus. Okay. That is the name of that planet. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's not uh, dwell on this um, too much, but I figured I'd just throw it out there. Uh, we got this covered, has heard from the same sources that basically told them that a Captain Pike series was in the works, which is now. Um, they heard that, uh, yeah, CBS is entertaining a Janeway spinoff. I Moving read on. that. Yeah, I don't want that. Please, CBS, if you're listening to this, and I know you are because we covered Picard beautifully, wonderfully, better than that fucking hack Will Wheaton uh, every week. So you should just have us <laughs> and on. And they next quit year. listening. Uh, let's not do this. Let's not go down this road. There's no coffee in that there nebula. Nobody gives a shit what she's doing anymore. Let Janeway uh, keep doing whatever the fuck she was doing on Orange is the New Black. And let's just all move on with our lives. Yeah, I don't want to see a fucking Janeway show. I, I don't. I don't want to see. Let's. I just to be fair, I don't want to see a Captain Cisco show either. I don't or, or know. A, that there, yeah, I don't know that there's Jake another Cisco show. I don't know that there's another Starfleet captain that I want to see a show focused around. I would watch. I would watch that a serial. You know of yet. Uh, I would watch a serial wharf show. If they did, yeah, uh, like the next next generation or the newer generation or whatever the fuck they want to call it, and it's war tomorrow on, generation, yeah, like on board, Future you know, the generation. old and decrepit Enterprise E now, and you know, I, I would watch that. Somebody has to get out and push, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but like that's I was why, talking. That's why, that's why Will Wheaton's back in Starfleet. Fucking hey, Wesley, get in the back and fucking push this hunk of junk. Fucking gut, let's go. Right. I was talking previous captains. I mean, captains that had already been captains. I would love I, to I see Worf as a captain because he would be he would be a new captain. I don't know that I want to see a Pike show either. And in fact, I think they're coming up with one. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah were you not listening to what I said a minute ago where we confirmed that. that there was a Pike show coming out? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, again, you weren't I'm listening tell to my this. news at all. I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this again, Jason, for the 17th time. Anson Mount as Captain Christopher Pike is amazing. I know you don't like Discovery. I don't watch shit shows, but you said the same thing about Rick and Morty, and now you like Rick and Morty. I am telling you. I never said that Rick and Morty was Anson a shit Mount show. I've never seen it. You know, he says that, yet he, he watched Pike. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I know, and that is a shit show. It's not I mean, a shit he show. Con- he's contradicting himself. Oh, my God. Uh, he, he made us so, watch Metropolis. I know. So, I got I got two more. Well, you ready? Load them up. Waiting, Let's go. Well, I don't know. Introduce I, I, you. I was wait. I was waiting to see if uh, we were going to say something else about Janeway. Were you uh, waiting for an Imperial March to start? Uh, speaking of Imperial March, uh, somebody animated Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars script. You can go check it out on YouTube. Again, wait. Uh, what? Not to yeah. Not not to beat a, a dead horse here, but I don't watch shit shows. Yeah. Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars script. He was the original. He was the original director for Episode this, Nine. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So somebody uh, animated. Did he have it. his own script? Yes. Yeah, they, they had already done a script and everything, and then JJ threw it out the window because uh, fuck nuts uh, totally ignored everything that he said. Everything up in seven. Yeah. And so I guess Colin Trevorrow's script was a continuation of Ryan Johnson's vision. Yeah. Like I said, I don't watch shit shows. Are people saying this is good? The animation or the animated script? It's again, it divides the fandom, which is why I refuse to watch it. I don't think anything doesn't divide the fandom at this point. Well, that's probably true. A quarantine. Maybe I think everybody hates quarantine at this point. I think at first everyone's like, yeah, I don't got to go to work unless you're essential. Uh, and apparently IT is essential. I, I didn't know you couldn't do IT from not work, Rob. Um, well, you can't do IT while you're at work. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I, I have zero desire to watch it. Uh, Ryan Johnson's uh, shit show of eight was a shit show. If you liked eight, you'll probably like this shit show. Cause you like that shit show. Um, I didn't like that shit show. So I won't watch this shit show. And I just really like to say shit show. Say it one more time. Rob's cooking show. <laughs> nice. He's awesome. What else you got, Rob? <laughs> All right. The last thing I got is um, some dude that I don't care about has um, done some new math theories um, that suggest time travel is impossible. I don't care. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, we discussed nope, this last week. Nope. Okay. It is. Germans. It's Nazis. Space Nazis, Nazis are fucking time travelers. Yep. Moving on. God, <laughs> you two are so pod dumb. Crawl. <laughs> pod crawl. Let's do a pod crawl. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. To sleep, perchance to dream. And then forget the last two years because of a bad breakup. Joel wakes up dressed in strange pajamas and soon discovers some asshole has dicked up his car. It's Valentine's Day, and he's recently single, so instead of going into work he decides to head to the beach. 
At Montauk, instead of time traveling, he meets a girl who seems about half batshit crazy and they go back and forth about how nice they aren't. Clementine is the exact opposite of Joel, which by their powers combined they form the superhero, Bipolar, and on a whim Clementine drags Joel out to lay on the frozen Fox River. They head back and Clementine invites herself to stay over at Joel's place. Flashback to a few weeks before, and Joel has broken up with Clementine. What? He went to patch things up with a gaudy bauble, but she acts like she doesn't know him, and besides, she's into hobbits now so he's far too tall for her. He's venting to his sister who is married to Rob, a doorknob birdhouse craftsman. Look for the biographical nice. sequel coming soon, I Am Sad Is, The Life and Times of a Doorknob, starring David Cross reprising his role as Rob. Where was I? Oh right, Joel learns that Clem has erased him from her memory, so in a fit of revenge, he decides to do the same. This involves gathering up all the things that relate to her and their time together, shoving them in trash bags, and then getting an MRI while strolling down memory lane. Next, a couple weed-smoking hipsters, one who happens to be a creepy hobbit, will break into your place while you're in a coma, hook up a colander to your head with a bunch of wires, hook it up to a 1980s TV and start playing Dig Dug with your memories while raiding your fridge and liquor cabinet. Oh, and they will also have sex on you. While Joel is dreaming and having his memories wiped, he realizes he's in a dream and then remembers what's happening. During his lucid dreaming state, he starts to hear echoes of the outside world, and reflecting on his time with Clementine through his dreameries, realizes he doesn't want to erase his past with her. This starts a manic struggle to protect Dream Clem from erasure as well as coming to terms and the acceptance of the flaws that contributed to them breaking up. He manages to shake the dream catcher for a bit, digging deep into some early childhood memories and a particularly vivid memory of him jacking it to some anthropomorphized dog people he drew and then getting walked in on by his mom. <laughs> hey, no judgment. Ultimately, though, the dream warriors prevail, and Clementine is wiped from Joel's memory. Which makes it super awkward when Clementine comes back to the car after grabbing her toothbrush and mail. She was mailed a package that has her I Hate Joel mixtape in it, but she doesn't remember making it so she pops it in the tape deck while they drive back to Joel's house. It's here they learn that they know each other, they've been together for the last two years, and she finds him insufferingly boring. Joel tells her to beat feet, he's having none of this shit, and heads home to find his own mixtape waiting. Clem comes over to apologize and hears Joel's past feelings about her. When the truth hits a little too close to home, she bails, but Joel stops her saying that despite the flaws, it's worth trying it again, and roll frolicking on a snow-covered beach in Montauk, presumably in another time because that's where time travel happens, credits. Okay, so, I understand that you two, you know, probably want to shit all over this movie because it's not flashy lights, spaceships, and lasers, so... Let's get that out of the good. way. What? You mispronounced good. It's not good. This movie is terrible. So, so, so I didn't let, think let, it let's was. Get the, let's get the poo-pooing out of the way. You got 10 minutes, shit all over it, and then we'll get to the actual meat <laughs> of, of what this movie's about. Wow. This is different, Rob. I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I want to shit on it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I will say that it was, I, I wouldn't consider it terrible. I wouldn't say that it is something that I would actively go out and watch. Um, it was very artsy fartsy and I'm not artsy fartsy. What do you mean by artsy um, fartsy? It was just artsy fartsy. Well, I mean, can you explain what artsy fartsy means to you in terms okay, of cinema? So, so just 
kind of the the high concept uh uh you know brain crap that the, not the brain crap but you know the 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 wow. memories and the I had to think uh, I have to think. No, no, the high concept memory stuff and, and, you know, alluding to all of it and then going through it. And um, I was kind of immediately turned off just due to the fact the way they decided to shoot the beginning of the movie where the camera was shaking around. Okay. Um, ah. the, ca- the camera didn't stay still. And to me, it was kind of like, okay, why are we doing this on a camcorder? <laughs> I didn't you know. I I, um, I will agree with him, and I'll try to. Um, and then it eventually it. eventually stabilized, and it was fine. Um, I'll try I, to make this more. Um, I'll try to use real words. Shut describe. your fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> to describe uh, this, it's very noir. The way it's directed, the the music behind it, it's very progressive. It's very out of the box. It is not mainstream. It is not uh, things that you would typically see when you turn on the TV. It's just not. I I didn't care for that at all. I thought that it was um, over the top. When you're dealing with this kind of subject matter, which to be honest, I liked the subject matter. It really goes to the heart of what makes you, you. Like your essence. Is it just, is it the memories? Is it it your experience or are you who you are? Uh, It doesn't matter. And are, is, is their fate? Are you destined to do certain things? Are you destined to be with somebody? So it, it deals with all these heady, uh, philosophical, uh, and even possibly theological issues that I don't, I don't mind what I, what I minded was, uh, I, I, the way it was shot, the way it was, uh, the, the, the music in the background, I didn't care for that at all. I thought it was very, it was trying to be something it shouldn't be, um, I know that this is sci-fi, but this is about as sci-fi as eleven twenty-two sixty-three. No, 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 sci-fi. No, it we'll get was... to that, Rob. We'll get to that. We'll get, look at the end of the show. He's going to ask me. He <laughs> is, and you're going to say exactly oh, yeah. what I think you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say is because yeah. that is one of my issues, and we can talk is, about that later. This is medical fiction. This, okay? uh, yeah, yeah. That's what this is. There's no. There's no mad scientist bullshit. This is all uh, theoretical medicine uh, and this, that this guy's figured out. The, you I, could, I, here's, here's the way I looked at it. You could have the exact same movie, take out the fact that there was a memory wiping machine, and it would still have the same message. Well, no, the because thing. the whole premise was memory wiping. No, well, right, but you could put in something no, sci-fi there. It was a fucking love story. Yeah, that's what this was. This drama is a, this, romance. This is a rom dramedy. You look at you look at uh, you look at IMDb, and it says drama romance. Oh yeah, I guess sci-fi. Okay, you you realize that you can have you know cross genre movies, right? I mean, but yes, that was very. The, uh, it was a very thin thread of sci-fi. What are you talking about? Thin. Memory yeah, removal. Would, yeah, thin. It's one of the main that's, fucking that's themes of the thin. goddamn medical. movie. This is medical fiction. Okay, science fiction. Medical, medical fiction. medicine is a branch of science, not holistic medicine. Oh, for fuck's sake! There was no holistic medicine in this fucking movie. Uh, oh I God. saw I some smoking. I want to see smoking. this guy's fucking medical license. That's what I want to see. Okay, because <laughs> this whole fucking thing seems very shady from the start. Okay, very unethical. <laughs> that's that's on one of my questions that we'll get to. So I, I, 
the shit. way it was filmed, it was very artsy. It tried to be something it wasn't. If this would have stuck to uh, romantic comedy, romantic dramedy, if you will, a rom dramedy, it probably would have been fine and I would have been okay with it. If it but it was filmed like somebody just at a fucking art school had some kind of idea and it just fell flat. The whole movie fell flat. In fact, the movie's a waste of fucking time. Spoiler, they get together at the end. So that makes the whole one hour and 37 minutes up to the last 10 minutes of the movie fucking moot. Dude, it's they got stupid. back together. They were getting back together 17 minutes into the movie. I know, but it's not filmed. It's filmed in an artsy they way. They weren't it's getting back we together are. at the very beginning of the movie. I get that. Here, That's it, what I'm it, saying. It films with, it starts with here's where we are, and then it transitions with no warning into here's where we were. Now try There's, to figure out where you're now at. Now try to figure out where it's at. It tries to be I equate Peaks, this, and it's no, no. not. So I equate it, it this does have, to... Go ahead. I was going to say, I equate this to a poor man's inception. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a poor man's kind of, so no, th- this was developed long before inception. I know now, it's a poor the, man's inception. One of the interesting did it better. Th- yeah. Have you ever seen, um, Memento? Uh, yes. Okay. So that yeah, was that Christopher was Nolan's first mind fuck. That was good. That was good. And that came out shortly before this movie did. And that was one of Gondry's sci-fi. It is not sci-fi. Um, that is, you don't know. Yes, I do. I've seen the fucking movie, you moron. You need to ask me at the end of the show. I'll tell you. <laughs> that was one of Gondry's concerns. Gondry is the uh, is the director of the movie. That was one of Gondry's dis- concerns. Was that the nonlinear storytelling uh, may be may have been equated to Memento because that that had happened first, and he didn't want to feel like it or make it perceived that he was trying to rip off Memento. I, I think that the two movies are polar opposites because of the way that Memento starts at the end and then runs back to the beginning. This kind of starts at the end, but then goes from front to back. It's more of a Pulp Fiction type nonlinear storytelling than Memento. Actually, it was more back to front because his most recent memories were erased first. Well, so in his mind, yes, they went back to front, but in the actual real world, it went ending and then beginning to ending because it showed him talking to his sister and brother-in-law and realizing that Clementine had wiped him from her memory and then him Mm -hmm. going to get the same procedure done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would never go to that place. (laughs) Uh, I was going to ask this question later, but since we're on the topic of the doctor, my question is, is it even ethical to wipe someone's bad memories, even if they want it, even if they desire that? No, I, I don't think it is. And again, this goes to that philosophical question that, that, that ultimately this movie tries to ask. What makes you who you are? And honestly, it is, it is the experiences that you go through. And if you believe in, in a God uh, and you believe that that God is all powerful, uh, or if you believe in fate and that you are destined or you believe in predestination. It doesn't matter it, 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 unless you believe that it's all chaos and nothing really matters. There's two ways to look at it, right? So if you believe the first, uh, you're made up who you are as an individual uh, is made up from your experiences. And those experiences are based on your memory. And through time, your memory may, be becomes, may become distorted. Uh, you may look 
into the past through uh, uh, rose-colored glasses, as they say. Uh, so it, certainly your experiences make, make you who you are from the moment you are born, which is they kind of touch on that too. And the sink being bathed in the sink scene mm-hmm. uh, all the way through to present day, where you are. Yeah. Where you are at in, in the uh, space time continuum at that moment, at this moment and now yeah. this moment and now this moment. Uh, the other way to look at it is, is that uh, there's nothing in control. And so if there's nothing in control, you are, um, you are in control of your own destiny. If you are in control of your own destiny, uh, you can choose to ignore your experiences and be uh, something you're not. I, uh, that, that, I don't know. I don't know that the, the experiences and um, lack of predestination are mutually exclusive. I think you can be shaped by your experiences and your memories and the things that happen to you without having some sort of fate or predestination assigned to it. You might be right. You, I, I think you might be onto something there. Uh, again, I think you can, you can choose to look at it how you want to look at it, I guess. Uh, I don't know that there's a right answer. Phil, uh, philosophers and theologians have been asking these kinds of questions for millennia. Sure. And for the next millennia, they'll be asking these same questions. Uh, the problem that I have with this movie is the way that it, it looked at it and the way that it shot it. I think they're great questions to ask. I think that, uh, especially in today's society, we all have a ton of time on our, on our hands. Maybe we should do a little introspection and try to figure that out ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was one of the things that the movie did really well, especially going backwards through his dream sequences was him reflecting through the loss of his memories, uh, through his dreams of Clementine, him reflecting on his relationship with Clementine and, and kind of getting some therapy through that. Because as you notice, when he got earlier and earlier into his relationship with Clementine, she became two characters. She became the Clementine that he remembered through his memories, but then she almost became kind of a counselor of sorts where he was able to work through his personality issues or her personality issues that he saw uh, from her to realize that, yeah, she's flawed and there are some things that uh, she does that really annoys the piss out of him. But he, he was worse off without her, I think is what he realized in the end. Yeah. I think not only did he, change his opinion of her through his memories, but he also changed the, uh, uh, his opinion of himself through those memories. And what was interesting to me is, is that didn't happen until he was getting further and further away from the most recent memories. Yeah. Because he, I think had seen the change that she had brought about in him. Uh, I think we're looking at this. I I think we're looking at this in a really weird way because we're looking at this. We're looking at this is the memories that he is remembering are 100% accurate. And your, your memories are typically not either not accurate, but I'm, I'm saying you remember, you remember the extremes more than yeah, absolutely. Details. Well, yeah. So, and they, they explain so, that in the movie, every memory yeah. has an emotional core and that's what they're, right. they're not actually wiping the memory. They're wiping that emotional core that's attached to the memory. And then as he dreams that that memory fades away. And so by the time he wakes up, it's gone. But it was the details of the memory 
that he was that he was interacting with that I kind of had an issue with. Because if you if you're wanting to get rid of the emotional core and the emotion that's attached to it, I certainly understand that. But then how does that erase the entire memory? If I if if I if you were able to uh go into my memory and erase the uh the emotional core of a memory, let's just say my my first girlfriend, right? And you erase that emotional core, how does that erase the whole memory of her? It would just er- wouldn't that just erase the attachment that you felt and the emotion that you felt? No, yeah, you're uh, no longer cheating on your wife because no. you want to go out with Christina. <laughs> no, and, and there's actually some some um, some evidence to support that in in psychology. Uh, the more intense of a of an emotion that's attached to a memory, the the longer and more vividly you remember that memory. That's why PTSD is is such uh is such a pain uh to those who experience ptsd is because that that fear and that dread that's attached to those memories uh makes those memories so vivid that they they relive it over and over again whenever something triggers those memories okay but the memory would like not to quote metallica but the memory would remain well the memory does remain but what they're doing is they're they're erasing that emotional core. So if you erase that fear, there's nothing to attach. Uh, but that you still memory. have the memory of that person. That's what I'm saying. Like you can erase the memory uh, or, or the emotion attached to Clementine. And you can probably do that uh, without having to actually erase the memory. Cause yeah. you're just erasing yeah. the emotional core. So their memory and would remain. She just becomes somebody that he knew not, Oh, I used to love her with all my heart. Well, not right. not necessarily be because I mean, if, if you don't have anything to anchor that memory, then why would, why would that memory not fade away? I mean, you, oh, you've dude, got I remember tons all of, kinds of stupid shit. Yeah. That I have zero emotional attachment. Yeah, you to. think you have zero emotional attachment to Christina Hendricks. <laughs> oh my God, I have, a, I, I have a physical uh, attachment and reaction to Christina Hendricks and Jerry Ryan. And this is all, and I mean, this, this is a movie. So they, they had to establish a premise at the beginning of the movie. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying this is a fucking scientific documentary. No, I know. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand the movie in in a way that makes me go, okay, it's not that bad, but I, I'm still having a hard time getting over the way it was shot, the way it was, the, 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 some of the dialogue, the way it was shot characters, some of the music. So uh, fucking Jim Carrey is a person uh, <laughs> fucking Kate Winslet. Let Leo die. I mean, I'm trying to not there was enough room on that door. There was enough room on that motherfucking door. I would have spooned the shit out of her <laughs> and held on with my dick in her I butt. I would have pushed her off because I like she's an attractive woman. She's a handsome woman, uh, but she's no Christina Hendricks or Jerry Ryan. Mm, I would have been like, you know, know what? Uh, but back up. I don't know. Before or after you took the uh, necklace back. (laughs) So Michael. No, that necklace is coming with me, motherfucker. I'm pawning that shit as soon as I get to shore. Yeah. Michael Gondry is uh, the person who directed this movie. So the, the Michael Gondry, he's a, (laughs) he's a French director that started out his career doing music videos. This makes, Look, I don't think cheese eating surrender monkeys should be allowed to film anything. Really? Anymore. You don't like Luke Besson? Who? Oh my God. Luke Besson. I'm I know you know who Luke Besson is, or you've seen I his do movies. Not. 
Who is Luke Besson? Name a movie he's done. Uh, La uh, Femme Nikita. Uh, he did. Um, nope. I know what La Femme Nikita is. Never watched it. Um, he did uh, that one with Scarlett Johansson not too long ago. What was that? Lucy. Uh, Lucy. Yes, Lucy. I know what that is. Never seen it. <laughs> Lucy was actually pretty decent. Um, and I think it's on the list. There's a reason there's a whole genre called French noir. This is not French noir. This is about, this is tiptoeing that, that line. No, it's not even yes. close. Whatever. It was too, it was too noir for me. What, what do you think noir is? I, something Black weird, and white. Fucking um, stupid. Like, yeah. look, this movie would have been a hundred times better if Michael Bay had fucking <laughs> had some explosions in it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's funny. Kate Winslet's character played by uh, Megan uh, Megan Fox. Mm, Leon the Professional. Uh, I know you've seen that. Oh, The Professional? Yes, he did that. Is that Luke Besson? Yes. Okay. I, I don't want to talk about The Professional. It's just he also did The Fifth Element. That's a great movie. Yes. That's a master. But that's not who did this movie. That's not who so. did this. I wasn't. Yeah, Rob's right. That's not who did this fucking piece of shit. I'm just shit. saying, you do like a French director. <laughs> Look, cheese eating surrender monkeys get, get stuff right every once in a while. I mean, come on. They, they're really good at cheese. They're really good at wine. They're really good at surrendering. There's shit there's, that they're good at. Filmmaking, not so much. No, this, the, I, so I liked the visuals in this film. I thought they did. I thought they framed the scenes super well, especially the dream sequences, the, the way that they did the dream sequences. I mean, it looked like a dream. It looked like the, the, he was in a dream the way they did the vignettes um, with the, the kind of spotlight whenever he was looking around the doctor's office, the way they blurred out uh, faces, the way they started uh, taking away uh, visual text, which you actually can't read in a dream. You can't actually read in a dream. So they shouldn't have had any text at all, the but first, hour of this movie sucks balls the second 47 minutes of this movie is not all that terrible and i because of what you're talking about now the last 47 minutes of this movie minus the 10 minutes of the actual end so 37 minutes is 37 minutes of this movie where faces are getting blurred and things in his dream world are falling apart and he's literally almost turns into a Michael Bay action movie sans fucking explosions where he's trying to pull her into other memories and trying to hide her and hold onto her as tightly as he can um, uh, mentally, I think is really good. I like that, but the whole setup and the music that accompanies that, those, those action scenes for lack of a better word, it ruined it for me. You didn't like it the absolutely music? Absolutely ruined it. No, no. What was wrong no, with the no, music? And, well, it was terrible. <laughs> How so? It wasn't, it was, it was very progressive. It was very outside the box kind of music. I hated it. I hated it. I thought I it, it, I thought I'm it not, had I a very insubstantial kind of dreamlike quality. I thought they nailed the music. Do you I especially music like dreams, Jason? Sometimes. What kind of fucking wow. weird ass dreams do you have? <laughs> Those ideas. I especially like Beck's cover of every, everybody's got to learn sometime. Of course you do. Of course I, I you will. Do. I will say that I have had a dream at one point in time um, where it was the same song over and over and over. 
And what song was that, Rob? I don't know why I'm asking this stupid question because I know I'm going to get a dumbass answer, but why? It was, Hal- it was Halsey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's it was hot, really though. bad. Yes, yes. It was, uh, I don't remember which one it was. Okay. I don't ever but hear it was music Halsey. in my dreams. Don't, yeah. There's no bomb chicka wawa. There's no, there's, no, there's no music in dreams, number one. But I know why they have to put music in a movie. I get it. It adds to the scene. Uh, but this detracts to the scenes for me. It pulls me out of it. And I'm just like, this is, this is dumb. I was already not a fan uh, of the first half of the movie. And then they start throwing this kind of shit in. And you're just like, ah, fuck, why? This, it tries, it's, tries to be pretentious and it fails at being pretentious. That's why I hate this movie. If it could have succeeded at pre- being pretentious, I would just hate the movie because it's trying, it's pretentious. This tries, it reaches for Pretension. Is that a word? It is now. And it falls short. It fails. What, what, what it, it about is, this movie makes you think it's trying to be pretentious? Because it's dealing with these, with these uh, again, these issues, that these questions that have been asked for millennia. But that's what art it does. So does. The, it does it in the box of a romantic dramedy. It is silly. It is dumb. It tries to ask these hard-hitting Deep thinking questions with Jim fucking Carey as the lead. But it's most, funny it's enough not. that no, it made not. you actually no, think not. about those questions and come up with uh, explanations. It made me think about these questions for two reasons. One, you made me watch this shit show of a movie and I had nothing better to do except sit there and smoke an Illusione Apernay that didn't help this movie, by the way. And I have a podcast to do with you two morons about this fucking shit show of a movie. It's the only reason I went, okay, so what am I going to talk about? Because I can't just shit on this movie for an hour. I mean, I could. I absolutely could. And I'm trying my best to do so right now. <laughs> but it made it, that's the only reason I even started looking at this movie going, what is this movie about? And why is it about it? Because this movie's stupid. What is he trying to say? Because he's trying to say something and he's talking another language. It's obviously the language he's speaking is French. And I don't speak surrender monkey. So I think he's trying to say a couple of different things here. I, I think he's trying to say that, yes, our memories and our experiences shape the people that we are and that, you know, even you can wipe your memory of traumatic experiences like a, a traumatic two-year breakup, but you might end up, you know, doing the same thing over again, which kind of goes to... You know, that that quote, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Bonus points if either of you can uh, tell me who said that without looking it up. No, that's not Nietzsche. Was it Nietzsche? Isn't that what she said? No. But no, that's not what she said. Did you watch this movie or (laughs) were you just like kind of half-assing it? (laughs) What do you think? I'm going (laughs) to... George Santayana. Who? What George was, what was Santayana. the quote that uh, Kirsten, uh, Mary Jane Something was Something about uh, ignorance is bliss is basically oh, that's right. what, okay. what she said. That is yeah. the, the, Nietzsche, that's right. that was that his was thing. Nietzsche. Basically, yeah, yeah, God yeah, is yeah. dead and ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's also trying to say that, um, yeah, those that can't, can't remember the past are condemned to repeat it. They didn't remember each other and they still got drawn back I to one another. I disagree with that vehemently. I Why? do not think that that's what he was trying to say. I think what he was trying to say is, is that sometimes in life, things are destined to happen. Do you think if sometimes they had in life, it doesn't matter what you do or how, how hard you fight against something. Sometimes 
it's just destined to be. I don't I don't think so. I think if they hadn't gotten their memories wiped, I don't think they would have ended up back together. I think that if they would have not got their memories maybe, wiped, maybe they later. would have. Yeah, Here's the eventually. Thing. Here's the thing with every with every relationship that ends up being that contentious. And that relationship ended up being that contentious because he tells her, you try to get people to like you by fucking them. Like You don't say that to somebody unless you're in a relationship with them that is very contentious. Or, you know, I'm saying. No, I, I don't think that's true at all. I think that people say a lot of things to get back at somebody who's hurt them deeply because some of the things that she had said to him before pissed him off and he was trying to get back to her. I don't think he necessarily meant it or meant it, you know, 100 percent. He may have just kind of, you know, pulled that out as as a weapon to hurt her. Because but everybody does that in every relationship. Yes. Ever. In the history of ever. Sure. People say shit they don't mean. Yeah. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> but no, you it that. came to a point where I they, they split up just because they. They didn't even split up. Yes, they she did. She just went and got her memory wiped. No, they split up she and then she got her memory wiped. Yeah, they yeah. They did her. break. It was like three. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It was three days before Valentine's Day. He was yeah, going he to make a, up. He was going to try and get them back together. He bought that minute. bobble. No, no, they didn't. They didn't no. split up. She went she and got just, her. Yeah, yeah, because she went and got her memory wiped. And he made the comment. He goes, I went to, to her job and tried to make, uh, try to say I'm sorry. And she acted like she didn't yes, even know Yes, they had me. broken yep. up. No, no they just hadn't went to broken apologize up. over the she, fight. Yeah. It wasn't over the she fight. They had already all of her split. shit. She may no. have grabbed all of her shit because she so. did. She grabbed it all. You see it in the memory. She grabs her coat and her toothbrush and all the shit that she had that she wanted to take with her. And she's like, I'm not coming back. That's not really breaking up. That's just, that's a fight. And after the fight, she was so mad about what he said about her just fucking to be, to, to make friends. She went and got her memory wiped because she didn't want to remember it because his, her, now, his they, words hurt her. They had already separated. He said that no. he had been in a relationship for two years and that they had, they had, they had split. I, I disagree. Okay. I am under, I am under the impression that he was trying to make up and say, I'm sorry. And yeah, then he found out that, you know, how can somebody yep. like that do that? I, I agree with Rob here. I think that's exactly what happened. And when he did that, he was he was uh, uh, sideswiped, lambasted, uh, shocked, ambushed. That yeah, because he, she was he just bought that little ne- that necklace for her that and pocket. Put those, a, the sore is working for you there. He, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Sound, sounds. Uh, are you sure it's the pocket the thor- the sores? I thought it was word of the day toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they have that because I might need some toilet paper here pretty soon. Running low. <laughs> No, but, I, I, but I you know he to make it not last that much longer. Nice, a hose and a and a jet. Oh yeah, no, this red jet potato. Attached, man. I'm just yeah. running the garden hose from the back into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know he he bought that necklace and then wrote "I'm sorry" on on a uh, on the card. That yes, he was because they her. did have a fight, but that's said. what caused them to split up. That wasn't a split; it was a fight. It was a fight, and she walked out. By the whole thing, yeah. Because I don't think they were they. The way it looked like they weren't even like living in the same house. House, you know, they each had their own. She had been living with them for almost two years. No, but no. Yeah. No, 
wasn't living with them. I think they were they were cohabitating at some at each other's house at some point at, from time to time. Okay, I think she had a place. Potato, and he had potato. A place. More like yeah. tomato, potato. More like carrot and onion. Just keep going. It doesn't. Carrot and onion. What the, are you making a fucking mere soup? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? All he needs is the celery. Right. Holy Cooking with a rub. He, he, he's going right now. He's going. What's a mere pois? Hold on. Uh, <laughs> mere pois. How, how do you spell that? M- oh my god. M I. You know what? Just just Okay. You're close enough to Louisiana. Just use the Holy Trinity. All right. Move on. No, the Holy Trinity is something different. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, just use that. He's saying I'm 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 close enough to. Yeah, I'm close enough to Louisiana. Just do that. Yeah. That way you're not having to try to spell mirepoix. Those French, those, those fucking uh, surrender Wait monsters. Wait a minute. Why? Words. Yeah. Why are you, ma- why are you using words from the French because language? Because I cook. Unlike some people who just order Hello Fresh. Okay. I actually Fresh. cook. That's just baking. That's all Hello oh. Fresh is. You're following goddamn directions. Yeah. Final thoughts. You're not cooking. Yeah. This movie oh, we're sucked. We're done? This awesome. Fucking terrible movie. Terrible. It asks great questions that everybody should spend some time uh, in some self-reflection and some inner thoughts trying to figure out. Uh, but don't do it because you watch this fucking movie. We watched it for you, so you don't have to. No, this so, this movie is a great movie. I highly recommend watching this movie. And right, so does right. the vast majority of people who have seen this movie. So. All right, so hold on. Uh, on fucking Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. I don't understand it. Fucking Star Wars fans can't fucking come to a consensus about fucking episode seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, or six. But they can come to a consensus on this movie. Yeah, apparently uh, the world is insane. That's what this I is what I want to know though. Okay, so so this was this was dealer's choice, right? Um, we started with James in Idiocracy, a which I understand. Yeah, it, is, it is. It <laughs> is decidedly. Rob understands Idiocracy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I understand it was chosen. It was sci-fi. There was time travel involved. There were future stuff. I understand that. I chose Wing Commander solely to get back at James um, because it had <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, you did. Knowing full well that this movie sucked. Um, why this one? Of all the of all the movies out there, why this one? Because James? it's one of my favorite movies. We haven't okay. reviewed it yet, and it's sci-fi. That's, that's yet to be determined. Get me there. You get me there. It is not. How is it not board. sci-fi? It's not sci-fi. It's not it sci-fi. It is not dealing with sci-fi. theoretical medicine. Not sci-fi. Not sci-fi. Not sci-fi. It is sci-fi. I don't know what the fuck your definition of sci-fi, but not all sci-fi has to be spaceships, lasers, and flashy lights. From now on, my definition of sci-fi is this. Not this fucking movie. <laughs> So, so for me, if it's going to be sci-fi, it's got to have a few extra elements to it. This, like I said before, like what this entire, this entire movie could have still been done. Um, even if it wasn't okay, how take out, take out the memory, losing memory thing and change it to like Alzheimer's or something like that. They where they're losing their memory. You could have gotten the same thing uh, through it or take it as they are going crazy and trying to remember who they are. 
amnesia yeah. or something like that. Different amnesia. movies with different amnesia. themes. Those are no, different movies with different the themes thing. because they yes. didn't choose to do that. They didn't choose to have amnesia. They didn't choose to have Alzheimer's. Look, this is a medical. This is a medical condition for some people that they they can't remember long term or they can't remember short term. So no, this is this is. Absolutely that is a not different movie. Sci-fi. No, it is not. It is the same movie that asks the same questions. Oh, no, it's, it's not. just a different set of circumstances. It is. This is not sci-fi. Look, you ask me the question. Ask me. Ask me. <laughs> ask me, James. I don't. I don't want to. I want to know. Is this more sci-fi than eleven twenty-two There was a magical fucking closet that fucking took you into the past. Here, there's nothing. There's what? There's a fucking pill that makes you fucking uh, fall asleep and not feel shit, but then you can wake yourself up if you're Jim fucking Carey because you're batshit crazy? No, this fucking isn't sci-fi. This is medical fiction with the fucking romantic comedy, dramedy fucking bullshit that tries to be pretentious falls flat. This is not more sci-fi than 11-22-63. At least oh, there's shit, a I'm crying time over here. Oh my God, I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That's exactly what I figured you were going to say. You're welcome. Rob, oh, give man. us your shitty haiku. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right. This one is called Lost Time. Memories erased. Jason doesn't know sci-fi. Drinking does the same thing. Oh, <laughs> the you, best haiku you've ever written, man. You High forget five. what happened last week or last night when you go on a bender. Oh, That's basically what it was. It was a bender. Dude, Rob, Rob, I want to shake your hand. I know you're not supposed to. I want to shake your hand. I will risk the Rona to shake your hand awesome. because that haiku was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Rob, Who's got your uh, black lung? I gave it to Mary um, for the super strong stoned effect that she had. And she knew she was stoned and yet she was still stoned um, and sticking around. And I'm stoned. Oh, my God. I'm so stoned. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so stoned. <laughs> I mean, that's constantly. It's like, okay, we get it. Damn. James? Uh, I, I, I'm actually giving it to the Incredible Hulk uh, because he was stoned and he was trying to, to have sex and stoned and trying not to lose this guy in his own memories. How does that even work? It's not even science fiction. It's just fiction. Fuck. It's not even, there's no medical science. He, I lost him. I don't know where he's at. What? He's in his head. Shut the fuck up. Stupid, dumb movie. Oh, what's yours? Uh, so mine's <laughs> going to go to stand two for, for cracking out the weed while he was working. Wait, do you think he Wait, cracked out the, the weed Hulk? or did she crack out the weed? No, I think I no, I think he and what's his face were stoned before she got there. No. Yes, because whenever they were talking uh it was the scene before she even got there. Uh they were talking about uh him there, there was a blip on the on the screen or something. Drinking. Well, they were drinking, yeah, thought- but then the uh, oh, they were talking about him stealing uh, Clementine's panties. He goes, "Man, you can't do that!" And then they both started cracking up over it, like they were, you know, baked. Yeah, I think that's a stretch. Frodo 
I, I didn't see Frodo smoking any weed. I, and I, I, I saw the Incredible Hulk and Mary Jane. They were smoking. Smoking Mary Jane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he was high there. before Mary Jane got there. Okay. okay. All right. James, who's got your head lush? Uh, my head lush goes to Mary Jane uh, because she came in and she wanted um, whiskey. Or, or she wanted liquor. She didn't want beer. She wanted liquor. That's what it was. Okay, Rob. And so he, and drank her drank his whole stash. Yeah, she did. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, head lush goes to Stan uh, for drinking on the job. Not only drinking on the job, but they bring their own brewskis. <laughs> right, a cooler full of them. Yes. Uh, so mine's going to go to Clementine because I don't think there were very many scenes uh, where she wasn't drinking. In fact, she was even drinking as you know when she was somebody else. In, in his memory, she was having a cocktail before five in the 60s, which was apropos. Uh, but she was also showing panties. That's true. She was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. Yeah. It, it's kind of weird. She was. Eh, never mind. No, no. Let's say it. Yeah, go. No, what? Let's say it. Because she was showing her panties to a four-year-old. A four-year-old mm-hmm. who was also like a 40-year-old. So, yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you prosecute that, but. Somebody probably should. <laughs> All right, Rob, who's got your player? I gave it uh, gave it to Patrick for stalking the shit out of Tangerine. That's really creepy, but okay, that James. Really, wow. Well, okay, he he basically used. Let me, let me rephrase it. I gave it to Patrick for using all the information that he learned from Joel. Let, not, to, you're not helping the creepy thing. Yeah, for gaslighting Clementine, yeah. Clement, no, Tangerine, not Clementine. Tangerine. Uh, is it Who? Clementine's pet name, apparently. No, yeah, I know, but who's the guy? What was his Patrick. name? Patrick. 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 That was Frodo. Frodo. Yeah. Frodo. Okay. Frodo. Yeah. Frodo. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. James? He had some uh, I, wicked sideburns, though. Here, here's what I want to give it to. I, I almost gave it to Mary Jane because like, she just absolutely forced herself onto God's gunslinger. And if you don't get that reference, uh, go watch The Exorcism of uh, Emily Rose. The priest. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a uh, fucking pullback. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. I love that movie. Uh, and he, he was awesome as the priest in that movie. Uh, so, uh, but I'm going to give it to God's Gunslinger instead because uh, I think everything he did uh, was pretty unethical. And when his wife found out that he was having an affair with, uh, with Mary Jane, he decided to talk her into, you know, I think that's how that worked is he talked her into uh, uh, erasing her memories just so that he could get in her pants again. It'd be like the first time for her. I again, I don't think that creepy. was his motivation, but I do think I he think was, was the one who convinced her to have her memory wiped. Yeah. I don't think it was all her idea because at the end he said, you know, this is, we, we agreed or when it was on the tape, you know, we agreed that this was for the best. Yeah, interesting side note though, uh, in the script, apparently uh, Mary was uh, pregnant. Oh, that's right. Had that's an right. Abortion yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my player, uh, I did some research, <laughs> but why? I don't understand why. Cause I don't know. My player is going to go to Joel um, because uh, he, he fights really hard to keep his memories of Clementine and then even goes after her, runs after her after his memories are wiped to try the relationship over again. 
convinces not, her to that's say. That's not being a player. That's just trying to hold on to to someone you love. That is the uh, that is the antithesis. That's being of a player. Pathetic. Yeah, that's being a sad yeah. little beta cuck. Like, let's just not do that. And instead, I'm changing your award uh, to Mary Jane. No, forcing herself. No, you're not. On God's gunslinger. <laughs> you're not. I've done. I've done it. I've done <laughs> no, it. That is not. That is <laughs> not who's you. getting my player award. So fuck. I'm done. I write the her. fuck off. <laughs> wow. I don't think you're going to be invited back next week. I don't think so. Either. I think, I think we're like going to have two whole new co-hosts next week. So <laughs> definitely tune in uh, to see who, who makes the cut. <laughs> Purple Hippo. James, who's got yours? Uh, my Mine's going to go to Fire Marshal Bill uh, <laughs> because he was in his own head for the whole movie. Yeah. Rob? Yeah, went to Joel for reliving his memories. Yep, and figuring it out. And yeah, yeah, three for three. I'm giving in mind to Joel for the same reason. That was pretty easy. Yeah. All right. Um, next, what are we doing? Next movie that's actually sci-fi this time? No, it's user choice for the next two episodes. Damn it! Which one are we doing? (laughs) Which, Which Patreon? Scrub, are we uh, doing? <laughs> wow, these people give us money, and you're like, they're fucking yeah, no scrubs. shit. Yeah. Well, what did they choose? Well, uh, so I know one of them was Ender's Game. Next which, week, okay, that's not bad. Next that's week, bad. we are going to discuss the movie where an alien overlord plans to blow up the Earth, but first, he snatches and proposes to marry an Earthman's wife. This stars Terry Gar, Jeffrey Jones, and John Lovitz. Fucking- 80s movie? <laughs> uh, no, it's actually 80s. 1992. It might as well be in the 80s. Were you not born yet, Rob? What the I fuck? Was, I was born earlier. Mom and Dad Saved the Universe. Is Mom that and the Dad Saved the World. Yeah, 1992. Directed yeah, the, by the Greg Beeman. Planned. Yeah, the, the, the planned sequel was Save the Universe, but John Lovitz wanted more money. You know, okay. I don't know if I don't fuck know if that's ton true. Like more about this movie than I do. <laughs> he just made it up. I just made it oh. up <laughs> on the fly. Did you you never watch this movie? No, I've never seen I'm, this movie. I've never seen and it either. There was a time when Terry Gar, oh, oh man. super hot, yeah, yeah, Young Frankenstein, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like hotter than uh, Christina Hendricks. Sorry, baby, uh, and hotter than Jerry Ryan. Sorry, sweetheart, but fucking Terry Gar, mm. back in the day. I'm saying I get the player award. I'm taking it away. I'm taking your player award away from, from uh, Mary Jane and uh, I'm giving it to me. Yeah. uh, Yeah. No, you're not macking on Terry Gar. All right. She's still alive and kicking Terry Gar. Uh, I think so. Yeah. All right. I think I've seen her in something wrinkly picture too long ago. (laughs) No, no, I don't. Thanks for the offer though. Uh, no, I don't mind. Um, <laughs> no, I, I know you don't. I know you don't. Working on it as we speak. Holy shit. No, no. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. Let me get you this. Let me, oh, wow. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm waiting. Like, I'm sitting here waiting. I know you are. I I've got the are. lotion right here. There you go. Posted. No, thank you. <laughs> you sure? Although, you know what? Yeah, no. You know what? It's the same. It's the Carrie Fisher rule. It's the Carrie Fisher rule. You're still, you're still, you know, doing it with uh, Princess Leia. I'm still doing it with Terry Gar. Like that's a win. <laughs> it's a win. All right. Well, that's young, all we've got Terry for Gar. this week. Tune in next week with our two new co-hosts, where we'll be talking about Mom and Dad <laughs> Save the World, 
Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo Pod. Crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. And if you'd like to few, throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter and get to choose your own movie that we review by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. Be sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at uh, creativebraincandy.com. And for this week, I'm Jason. Barely. No. No, not even barely. Not sci-fi. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I, can we watch Metropolis instead? Or, better yet, can I hire these assholes to come in and take the memory of me watching this shit show out of my head? Maybe this was Metropolis too. And we'll talk right, to you I'm next okay week.